Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What about that podcast, Land? What's happening, y'all? Dan didn't move his headphones fast enough. Kent has his hand over his head face. It's been a while. Yeah. It has. We missed it last I week. Know, I right? know, right? I was here, there, and you were you there. Were we were I there. I was playing with my grandson. It was, it was the twosome over there of yeah. Bean and, and the Drufus. Are you recording this? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just wanted we're to know. We're on now, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you how I do my intro. <laughs> hey, fun fact. The weeks that I take it down a notch, I get complaints. About my intro, they're like, "No, no, stop that!" It's true. They'll back it up. They really? Yep. Okay. You can ask. Yeah. Well, okay. (laughs) You know, when you're highfalutin Ohioan like we are, there we talk in normal English. Well, I'm praying for (laughs) salvation. You're in that country now. (laughs) Oh, we have great discussions about green beans. Yeah. And and snap beans. Okay. And. Turnip Lama greens, beans. Mm-hmm. turnip greens. We, we don't worry about turnip greens because oh. they they don't eat them. You don't eat turnip <laughs> greens. Uh, turnip greens, Dan cornbread, does. and some pinto beans. Oh heck yeah, bro! I don't yeah. get it. And then some fried chitlins. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, so I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. So glad to be back with you guys after a little bit of a break. Um, hey, I, I know you got to talk loud, there, Bean. I'm over here. Um, did you guys plug the coming? Revision of whatever it is y'all gonna call yourselves this we, time. We dropped a few hints. Okay. We dropped a few hints. Because I haven't listened yet. So, but you dropped. Okay. So anyway, I got my home slice with me, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. What's happening? I got our renewal speaker, the refined <laughs> Doctor Kent Span. Yes, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and over here behind me, we got Bean. He he is unmiked, as I should be. <laughs> I just threw my glasses. So today, so this series in revival has been on heaven. Renewal. Renewal. Yep, yep. sorry. It's renewal services because you really cannot tell God when he's going to send revival. So that's the reason. If you wonder if why Finney we changed does, it. If Finney were here, you could tell you could uh, well, get it together. Well, Finney's not here. This is Hank's here. Okay. And um, I'm the shepherd of this here church. Okay. And um, so we don't think we can. I'm not telling God. Okay. I'm praying for revival to break loose. Okay. But so we really want to look at it renewal. And so you've been talking all week about heaven. Mm. Yes, sir. So give me a very concise, overarching view of what you've been talking about. Heaven. He fits okay. in well. You see well, that? Well, guys, <laughs> thanks so much for being with us today. Shortest podcast ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a literalist, okay? Okay. Because I believe there's a literal heaven. Okay. That heaven is a literal place. So when you say literal, I'm literal. Heaven. Okay. But can we go a bit deeper than that? Sure, we can. <laughs> so what we've been talking about this week is trying to get a, a clear biblical understanding of the what heaven really is all about because there's so much... I call it fluff that's out there, misunderstanding, 
things that we've heard or things that we've thought, and we've really lost that sense of awareness and imagination uh, of what heaven is, because we've talked about from Corinthians, you know, what God has prepared for those that love him, you know, we Mm -hmm. can only imagine. Certainly there's that song that was that, and they were, of course, saying, I don't know really what it would be. But God has given us opportunity to get a little glimpse of it. So we've been talking about that, trying to get an understanding of the promises, mm-hmm. understanding how the promises of heaven relate. Uh, we've talked about the present heaven, which is going to be something a lot of people may not really think about, uh, or intermediate heaven, not soul sleep, mm-hmm. obviously right, not yeah. purgatory, <clears throat> not limbus right. or anything like that. Uh, you know, honestly, I'd never heard that limbus. I never right. heard that, yeah. Yeah, very compressed. It really came out of the the need to really uh, back I was around in the 1200s to address the issue of children unborn, mentally incompetent, uh, and what to do with them. And then, of course, the limbus patrum was how do we deal with the Old Testament saints that were pre cross work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where where do those people end up going? Which is not quite to heaven. They're almost there. Right. So understanding. Isn't that a bladder bless you? <laughs> right. We're well, going to get right outside the gate. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's kind of like getting to go to the church service and sit inside the door, but you can't ever go inside and worship. And yeah. Mm. It. Um, and then understanding, though, ultimately that most of your promises that we even apply to heaven now is really speaking about that eternal heaven after the second coming, after the consummation of the ages and everything is wrapped all up. And now there's the new heaven and new earth. So that's kind of what we've been talking about. Try to get understanding so we get excited about what's coming down the pike. Absolutely, absolutely. So what's your thoughts? Well, um, when he has spoken about the eternal heaven and the promises that are for actually that, I do remember very clearly the first time that I heard you say that, Hank, about um, that the promise of no more tears is not for now in the present heaven, but it is for that eternal heaven and in I don't, either I didn't retain it or I had never heard anybody say that. And so I just think it is such a great um, distinguish thing to distinguish and to, to make sure that we understand that. Yeah, it is because we, you know, sometimes we, we give people a sense of hope that is not going to come until the eternal heaven. The problem we have is, of course, we're in this time dimension thing where we're right. looking at it like that. A day is a thousand years. I mean, so literally in the, the time dimension, if you want to use that term of heaven, there literally is no length of time right. that we would understand. So really for that, probably not going to be aware, but understanding where it is right now is very important, yeah. I think. So, yeah, um, I think what what I've really drawn out of these is the fact of, and, and you and I talked about this a little bit today, because people always say, well, I don't want to go there. All we're going to do is worship mm-hmm. Jesus. And their picture is this boring worship service. Right. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, talk about well, we, and what mean you talked about today and, and the truth of it. Yeah, well, I did a deep dive. Uh, one of the passages, really the focal passage, am I close enough in here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. One of the focal passages is Revelation 21, I mean, which is a takeoff of several in Isaiah. Isaiah was the first one to talk about the new mm-hmm. heaven and the that, new earth. You know, let me start for a I, I knew it because I know I've read it and I've got to look back, I've got it online. <laughs> but then last night when you said that, I was like, right. 
Well, ding dong. <laughs> yeah. Isaiah yeah. was talking about it. Isaiah was talking about it. I, I mean, sitting on the front row going, you moron. <laughs> Why did you never just go there and say it too? So yeah. thank you for that. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Jews, they had that concept. They they never looked at it as this erythial place or this spiritual place. They had this idea of it's going to be a real new heaven and a new earth. And so I did a deep dive into the to the Greek and the Hebrew. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and I studied it, and it means a new heaven and a new earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, as I've often said, he could have chosen any other word if we were just going to some spiritual disembodied place where we were just going to float around. But he chose a term, as did Isaiah, and as did also many of the other prophets as they were describing what the eternal heaven would be like, that is very earthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing that for me more than anything nailed it down was realizing that redemption is bigger than just simply saving our souls and getting us to heaven. It is really about God restoring everything that he created, and part of creating us was making us earthy Mm -hmm. and creating a world that we would be able to inhabit and reign. We gave that up, Mm -hmm. Genesis chapter 3, so Genesis 1 and 2 got booted out, and Genesis 3 all the way to Revelation 20 is, is about the corrupt earth that we're now in. But Revelation 21, 22 is about God restoring it all back so that we can reign with him because he says we're going to reign. Well, what are we going to reign over? We're certainly not going to reign over God because obviously that's not going to be the case. We're going to be in total submission. And it talks about kings coming in and bringing their honor and, and things to present it to God. Well, what would they be presenting? The fruit of their hands, the fruit of their work, the fruit of their results, the fruit of their reigning. So God uses very specific language. So heaven is going to be anything but that. It, and by the way, it is one big worship service because everything that goes on in heaven will be an act of worship. Yeah, that's right. It always was intended to be that way. Right. Um, we just had to create the category for it because we were able to box God out. But in heaven, we'll never box God out. Mm-hmm. God will be involved and engaged in everything that's going on. So everything we do, whether it's creating, designing, uh, producing, whatever it may be, everything is going to be an act of worship. Conversation is an act of worship. Uh, Time of fellowship is an act of worship. Uh, Certainly there'll be the music. Certainly there'll be the celebration and all those things. And you can join that anytime you want because it'll be 24-7. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go to you. So have your question. I want to tell you something, though. Don't be using big words on this podcast. <laughs> what did I say? Ethereal. <laughs> okay. Or ethereal, however you say it. Don't, don't do that. No, well, that's Ethel. That's off of I Love Lucy. I thought you would know that language. I, I know the language, but we don't want that oh, oh, here. Okay? So don't, don't do that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What you said I almost thought you was picking on you then. What you got? I'm sorry out there. I know y'all people are educated. I'm sorry that your host can't deal with the big words. I will buy him a dictionary. I have two in here. Thank They're you. They're kind of used to that, okay. I guess. Not, I'm not talking about a redneck dictionary. I'm talking about an Oxford English dictionary. I don't want one of them Ohioan dictionaries. Hey, they got now. Ex- extra words up in hey, there. Now. Hey, back up. <laughs> You're a little bit Yankee, a little bit y'all now. That's right. <laughs> Um, Well, as I was thinking about it, as he was talking, the thing that I loved and as we um, talked about last night was the fact that um, 
where it says in, in Revelation 21, 3, and behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. Because one of the things that, um, one of the things, because I love it all, but that I love about the new covenant is, and it was in the old covenant too, but the new covenant is that I will be your their God and they will be my people. And I think that we, um, I think we don't, put enough emphasis on that. We don't um, focus on that enough. We don't try and understand exactly what that means, that not only is God our God, but we're his people. And there's so much significance to that. And so then when when the new heaven and the new earth comes and God is going to be dwelling with us, um, it, just, it just blows my mind to think about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's one of the things that to me – we talked about it Sunday morning or whatever is understanding that not only is there our delight because yeah. we speak about our delight of heaven, but but more than that is the delight of God to dwell with us. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and speak of that. Tell, tell. I thought that illustration was great. That, and I don't know that I've ever said it or heard it, but it's got to be true. That as much as, and it's based on what you were just talking about there. As much as we can't wait to see God, He can't wait to see us. Yeah. And the illustration of you and going home to your mama. Oh yeah. That that was so in lockstep. Why don't you talk a little bit about that as you're just continuing on now? Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously we all talk about the fact of how exciting heaven is going to be. We can't wait to be there. And and I was using the illustration. Obviously, when I was in college, I did go to school. And when I was in college, there was something called the end of the quarter when there were tests. But that also was the time that triggered the the, the reality that soon I was going home, and that excitement would begin to build. And it wasn't because I was going to a structure called home. It was because of who awaited me at that home, mm-hmm. mom and dad, and and the person that at that time I loved and cared for very deeply. But on the flip side of that, uh, and obviously we know the, the verses on that, the flip side of that is Jesus talking about, I go to prepare a place for you. Mm. And thinking of my mom, you know, that when she knew I was coming home, the preparation began. Yeah. And she was excited for me to come home and to enjoy and to experience everything that she had been preparing, the foods and all those other things. Very simplistic way of saying, you know, that Jesus is preparing this. And he says, I'm coming to get you because I want you to be where I am because I want you to experience everything that I have for you. So the delight is just as much on his part, his delight on our coming home and being there with him. And we tend to, and I think it's because we're fallen and because we tend to put ourselves down and Satan has told us we're not Mm. worthy, that we forget how much he wants to be with us. Go back to the garden. Did, did God bring Adam and Eve up to him, or did he come down to them? He, he delighted to be with them. You know, he wanted to be with them. And I think that's an often overlooked truth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, I, to be blatantly honest, I was like, I really never thought about that, mm-hmm. that Jesus can't wait for me. Yep. Who am I? Mm-hmm. Just some redneck peon. Mm-hmm. And um, to, to, for that to excite Jesus. I but mean, you're his child. Uh, yeah, I am. Okay. I, I absolutely am. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't question my salvation, buddy. <laughs> I am not at all. I'm reminding you. <laughs> so, what, how much time we got? I know we, we've been going on. 15. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. There, you, you and that, that timer thing are nothing but a bunch of liars. <laughs> I mean, it's like sometimes we're in here and all of a sudden he goes, got five minutes. And I'm like, dude, we just started. And like today, I feel like we've had Mm. tremendous already. And he goes, oh, you still got 15 minutes. It's because we got a special guest. And that's what it is. Anyway, so talk about, I want, because I've had this question. Okay. Let's nail down what is present heaven. Mm. I know you do dealt with that just a little bit. And eternal heaven. Give us some definition because I've had some people go, Man, I've never heard that terminology. What's what's up with that, Hank? So define those for the listeners. Okay, sure. And and understand this that the the use of those terms is really for us to be able right. to understand. It's like Trinity. There's no word in the Bible that says Trinity. It's just a way for us to encapsulate the teaching. But when we talk about present heaven, what we're talking about is the place where believers upon their death enter into the presence of Christ immediately. There's no soul sleep. There's no purgatory. There's no in-between or anything. But the believer to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Uh, He's hitting the table, not me. (laughs) But we don't have our resurrection bodies at that time. The new heaven and the new earth is not here yet because Christ has not returned. So there is that present heaven where we are dwelling now uh, until that time when Christ returns. So present heaven is where where believers are at this very moment, immediately into the presence of the Lord. But then the eternal heaven, as we describe it, is when at the end of the ages, Christ returns. He defeats Satan, defeats death. It's all cast into the lake of fire, everything unrighteous and ungodly. It says he's going to create the new heaven and the earth. But then he talks about the new Jerusalem, which is present heaven, is going to come down to earth, and they're going to be joined together. So literally, it's going to be heaven and earth, and that's where we're going to be for all of eternity. So again, it's a a way to help us understand the flow of, of how the scriptures go. Yeah, and because what I want our listeners to make sure they understand, you're, you're, there's not a new revelation there. Mm-hmm. You're just giving terminology yes, right. so that we can understand it. Because yeah. I had some people question me about, well, what's he? Wait a minute, now you Hank, you've never you never preached on this present heaven. I'm like, well, I preached on it a lot. I just didn't call <laughs> it that. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. using different terminology that we can understand. Yeah, yeah, because we use that word heaven all inclusively yeah. mm-hmm. uh, there, uh, but. But it helps us to understand certain of the promises there, because if you take Revelation 21, where it says there's no more tears, no more crying, no more sorrow, no more mourning, that's not until after the second coming of Christ. It's not a promise for this moment here. And uh, so we have misconceptions about that, you know, people in heaven, you know, there's no awareness of what's going on. Is all, all like we live in this oblivious building that there's nothing here. We're still aware, you know, of what's going on even here on this earth because the saints in the old book of Revelation are saying, Lord, how long? How long will your people suffer? You know, how long are they going to go through this and uh, deal with all this? So it just helps us to to reconcile because if we don't, we're going to misunderstand what's going on right now for people. Mm-hmm. Right. What you got? 
Don't don't give me that look. You knew I was coming back to you. She 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 had that look on her face. I like, always do. I, I always often do. That. It's like do. I'm never gonna come back to him or something like that. I mean, good gravy. They know that I do. Um, I also yeah, last night when you were talking about um the um the walls and the gates and the the names of the apostles and the 12 tribes and bringing in that old covenant and the new covenant that that's that fulfillment of that every bit of it and i love that and because isn't that 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 is our god that is what he does and he his word will be fulfilled and so to know that there it is right there in scripture we're told that when this new heaven and new earth comes it it is the ultimate final fulfillment of all of that and if you can't tell, I love the covenant. So yeah, 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 and it, it is because we have to understand even in the millennial season, right? All the promises to the Jews are not going to be fulfilled. Right, they're not. They 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 can't be. But in the eternal heaven, they will. Right, and uh, it's going to be an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We good on time? Yeah, we got ten minutes. <laughs> Do you need some help, my brother? <laughs> no, I don't need any help. I'm just trying I, because a lot of times we go over. So, what would you say to people um, that say heaven is a bunch of just fairy taleishness? What would you say to that person that that would want to argue that heaven is just a fairy tale? Well, I think that uh, part of that is the way that we have pictured heaven for people, some of the notions that we've come up with before uh, that are not biblically based, Mm -hmm. uh, that aren't anchored in the the scripture. Uh, You know, the picture of you often see in the cartoons of people floating around on clouds, wearing robes and having halos and wings and plucking harps (laughs) and all those other kind of, of pictures like that. Which, which are cartoonish, but cartoons also are, are always drawn up as kind of a, a comedic way of talking about what people really think. Mm-hmm. So when you look at that, it looks fairy taleish. You know, uh, second of all is always it comes down to where are you getting your source of information? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have all the stories of the people that are returning and coming back and yada, yada from the dead. Hmm. But one of the passages we're going to talk about tonight is the one that talks about it in Revelation 21, 5. And he says, the one that was seated on the throne, obviously Jesus, says, behold, I am making all things new. And he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And then he goes on to say, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning of the end, so that I'm kind of the bookend of this whole thing. I'm the Genesis 1-2. I'm the Revelation 21 and 22. I'm going to bring this all in. So it's not a fairy tale because of the one that told the story, that gave us the information. Now, if you believe Jesus is a fairy tale, then you obviously don't believe history anyway. Mm -hmm. So everything's a fairy tale. But I... I, I, and then some people look at the way we used heaven as kind of as a crutch to escape the pain of this earth. And we're going to talk about tonight that we're training to reign with Christ. And part of our reigning is going through our experiences here on this earth. So this is not, heaven is not an escapism. 
And our world that we're living in is not just a matter of getting through it so we can get to another place. It is preparation for all that. So I think it, a lot of it has to do with – and then a lot of our information is just secondhand. It's what we've heard, yeah. so we always right. believe it. Just like if you say, there's no crying in heaven. Well, yeah, that's true, but there is crying in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. are tears. Yeah. Which I and I've made some people mad. You know, I cannot stand it when I see it on Facebook or Twitter. Heaven gained another angel this morning when no. Grandma. That's no. not true. That's Don't not true. lower yourself right. to angelic status. Right. God's got enough of them. Yeah, you're a saint right. in heaven. Yep. Right. Don't lower yourself. And I, I've said it around here. I'm telling you right now. If we're gonna sit on clouds and play harps, I'm in trouble. Well, sure. I don't know how to play a harp there either. I don't. I don't know how to play a harp. And I don't know how to ride a cloud, <laughs> so I'm I'm in trouble. Yeah, but I tell people all the time. You know, I mean, I have made some people mad from the pulpit when I'm like, "Your grandma didn't go become no angel." Right. Yeah. Well, and that comes out of that uh, dualism of Platoism, uh-huh. you know, that said the physical is evil, the spiritual is good and righteous. And uh, Randy Alcorn talks about a Christoplatonism where we've almost done that, where we've made the physical in Christianity. How could we ever be physical again? How could we be earthy again? Because Mm -hmm. all that stuff is bad. We want to escape that. We want to become these new heavenly beings that are there. Uh, And that's a slap at God. Yeah. And and that is a victory for Satan because if he can say, man, I, I robbed that from God and he can't ever get it back, that's what God's going to restore because he's completely defeated the devil, completely yeah. defeated Satan, and he's redeeming it all. All of that's why Romans eight says the whole creation is groaning, yeah, you know, for the redemption of the sons because when that happens for us, they get it as well. Yeah, that that was a great statement. I really. Once again, never you brought out things for me that I've never thought about. Because I was with you, I never thought when the fire mm. cleanses the earth. I didn't think it was going to be destroyed. And I like it's like the water. Christ is not going to give Satan not a single victory. Yeah. Not a single victory. I loved it when you. Yeah. I about had a fit yeah. down there yeah. down front yeah. last night when absolutely. you said that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know you're looking up something there. Well, um, this is a quote that you had included in our notes from Randy. A- Alcorn. 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 But I, I just loved it because it shows the importance of teaching about heaven, where he says, as long as the resurrected universe remains either un- undesirable or unimaginable, Satan succeeds in ta- sabotaging our love for heaven. Hmm. And when we talk about um, the lack of information that people have, because either they don't read it or they're not taught it or both, um, or they are not given whatever they need to make them excited about heaven, um, then that's exactly what Satan is doing. Satan is absolutely using that to um, keep us from desiring heaven, to keep us from longing for heaven, for having our minds set on heaven. Um, And I just thought that was an excellent quote because I just see that happening so much. Yeah, because what we do... Is I use the illustration last night. People will sit there and say, "Well, I don't want to leave. This is so beautiful, and I love this so much." And I don't, you know, the idea of going to heaven where you're just floating around there. But when you realize that everything you're experiencing now and enjoying there here 
is going to be infinitely mm. better, infinitely, infinitely right. better. The sunsets are going to be more beautiful. The trees are right. going to be more. We were talking about that today. You know, imagine what it's going to be able, like to taste food mm. with redeemed, glorified uh, taste buds. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being able to drink your cup of coffee and not get hyper. <laughs> uh, banana. Yeah. yeah, and you you can actually and you don't need it because there but but it's also a reminder to us even in heaven because we've got to realize even in heaven we're going to be totally dependent upon God for everything. Yeah. Yep. And the drink of water is just a reminder that God is the provider. Yeah. The food is just a reminder again that God is provider. Mm. Probably wouldn't need it. But God wants us to enjoy it. Can you imagine sitting down and enjoying without going, okay, let me get my calorie counter out here. Yeah, or let's not be without <laughs> sugar. No, without sugar, yeah. as much sugar as we want. But, but you know, creativity, <laughs> you know, when you think about where, when our minds are no longer clouded by sin, what we're going to be able to create, yeah. what we're going to be able to do, what we're going to be able to build, what we're going to be able to enjoy— and all the while that we're doing that at any moment in time, and I know this is hard for people to grasp, but it's no harder than it is to read Luke, where the folks on the road to Emmaus are walking along, and Jesus drops in on the conversation that we're out there having a glorious time doing what we're doing, and Jesus shows up and says, hey, mm-hmm. let's talk about mm-hmm. it. Yes, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. Isn't that going to be glorious? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is going to be wonderful. Yeah. You, you know, right there, you're having a worship service. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Mona's about to lose her beans over. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah. She's getting excited. She's getting excited. So, okay, here's what we do every time. Big thought. <coughs> What's your big thought about heaven? My Mona, big, yours too. I, I'm going to let close go first. Every, are, what are you, beans? <laughs> no, I'm just having to, I'm, I'm having to think because there's... <laughs> well, that's there's, what he says every time. Well, I think the big thing that I would say <laughs> for, for heaven... Is kind of what I talked about last night that that knowing what awaits us there, it and I'm speaking to my environmental brothers, you know that that God is the, the is taking care of all of it, um, and it's it's not going to be annihilated. Yeah, it's going to be redeemed. Mm. I really much, like that. That is really it, stuck it, with it me. Is, yeah, it's going to be redeemed. It's going to be refined, redeemed, and resurrected, and uh, we're going to enjoy it. It makes it. Sweet. Not that I'm trying to race out of here, but just knowing what's there, it's it's so exciting. You yeah, know? absolutely. Uh, for me. Uh, I mean, so me as well. Heaven, you know, setting, that's why Paul said, set your mind on things that are above, yeah. not on things on there. Right. Don't get hung up on this yep. earth. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Um, I, I had this thought last night during the, while you were teaching, and I don't know, I might get flack for this one, but. You know, we need to um, go and tell and make disciples and mm. and teach people about the gospel and tell them about the gospel and what Jesus did and his salvation so that they don't go to hell. But it just reminded me that we need to be telling them, believe me, you want to go to heaven. Yes. You want to go to heaven. You want to go. You want. You don't want to go to hell. Right. It's not, but it's not just a one-sided, you don't want to go to hell. You want to go to heaven. Yes. Sure. And so, yeah, yeah, I was really struck with that um, during your teaching yesterday, especially with that, just that we need to be expressing that to people too. Yeah. I mean, when I'd go home, Mm -hmm. I had talked to my friends when I was in college so much about my mom's baking, Mm -hmm. they all wanted to come to my home. Yeah. Yeah. 
But how many of us do that about heaven? That's right. what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Right. We we act like it's a taboo subject. Yeah. We're afraid we're going to get made fun of. We're anyway. Yeah. So, we just want to talk about just getting your sins forgiven. Yeah. Right. We're not talking about getting to go home. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and that's where home really is. Yes. Our citizenship is in heaven. That's Citizenship's right. Citizenship's in heaven. Paul wrote. My big one, I'll go back to what I said a minute ago, because I guess it's my competitive nature coming out. God doesn't let Satan not have not one victory. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. Not even one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not even a percentage of one. Right. Oh, you think you marred everything, homie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just cleanse it and we're going to still live here. And I'm bringing heaven down to it. So take you some of that, buddy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I wish y'all could see the expressions. Yeah, see that, that's here. that's a part of it. There. Yeah. You got to put this thing on YouTube. Is your name Bean? Yeah. His name's like Bean. the Bean. Bean. Well, it's Llama Bean, Jelly Bean, Beans and Franks. Have you ever seen the movie Bean? You've not seen the movie about Mr. Bean? Oh, yeah. Mr. Bean. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Bean. Bean. I'm not so formal. <laughs> he he doesn't look like Bean, Mr. Bean. No, he's not. He's, he's shaped like a jelly bean. <laughs> yeah. Or a corn dog. <laughs> hey, so let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just love you and praise you. Thank you for the truth that we're not going to be some spirits just floating in Never Never Land. We're not Peter Pan. We don't get annihilated. Lord, we're going home for the believer. Mm-hmm. But the truth is the same for the other. Those that have never come to the place of accepting Jesus don't get to go. Hell is our default place, Mm -hmm. to be honest. And if we're not careful, we'll just coast our way right Mm -hmm. to hell. Amen. God, move and bring people into your kingdom, into heaven. Lord, we love you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, quick, where, where can we find all these sermons at? They're on YouTube. Go to our Marion BCVA. Yep. YouTube page, yep. subscribe to it. All these sermons of Kent are on there. You want to listen, you can go to Facebook, Marion Baptist Church Facebook. Yes. And it'll it'll link you there. Go listen to all of them. If you want, um, if if you're okay with this, if if you want, we have um, sheets that he's given to us. If you email, Mona will get it. We'll ship you out a copy and let you have it. That way you can have something to work with as you listen We'll put them in your hands and we'll get it so that you'll know more about it. Anyway, I'm Hank Meadows, Pastor of Marion Baptist Church. Got my home slice, Miss Mona. Got Dr. Kent Spann. The main man. The main man for this week. And over here, we got Bean. The Bean. God bless you guys.